You knock on the door. Keys jingling in your hand, you check the time. You're early, thank God. You can't be late to the best producer in the state. The door swings open and the teenager sticks his head out. You smile at him. You're back, he says. I have a meeting with John at four. He assesses you. Hmm, okay. You can tell he's disappointed you're not Questlove again. This way, he says, you grab the door before it slams shut. After heading down the stairs, you enter the workstation of a recording studio, lined with panels of lights, monitors, and speakers. Before you spot him, you hear him, the swivel of the chair. John, the producer, gestures to the chair across from him, and you sit. With the snap of John's fingers, the teenager scuttles over to the tap on the wall. He fills two frosty glasses with beer and hands one to you, the other to John. John takes a sip and smiles. So, you're here to find your voice talent. That I am. Let's get to work then. Hi, and welcome to Cover to Cover, a bi-weekly podcast that teaches you how to write, produce, and market your audiobook. I'm your host, Isabel Monjo from Cued Up Audio, and today I want to talk about sourcing voice talent for your project. In episode three of Cover to Cover, we talked about whether you should voice your own book or have someone else do it. If you're still debating that question, go back and check that episode out. For today, let's talk about how and where to find the talent for your narrator. Your narrator is extremely important to the listener's experience. It's almost as important as the content itself. Scroll through any audiobook review and you'll see comments about how the actor delivered the material. In fact, on Audible, there are five star categories for the book overall, for the story, and for the performance. In looking at the book I'm reading right now, the fourth novel in a popular fantasy series, one review states, Waste of time and money. The writing, which is sophomoric and tedious, is made worse by the reader's voice, which seesaws and is out of sync with the punctuation. The very next review gave five stars across the board and said that the combination of the writer's elegant and exciting writing style and the reader's brilliant narration will make one hard-pressed to hit the pause button. You will not regret this listen. To each their own, I guess. But the point is this. People will notice your narrator, whether they do a good job or not. So despite enjoyment being subjective, you still have control over who voices your book. So why give listeners a reason to rate your book lower with an ill-fitted narrator? First things first, John says. Let's determine the type of voices you want to look for. Type? Yeah. You want your narrator to match the content itself. If your protagonist is a man, you don't want a young girl narrating. Same goes for nonfiction books. You wouldn't want an old man telling you about women in business, now would you? All of this makes a difference in how your listeners will absorb the content. You look at John. And what do you think I should do? He leans back in his creaking chair. He tells you that the gender depends on the type of book. If it's fiction, you want a narrator that matches the protagonist. A novel about a 40-something-year-old woman should have a 40-something-year-old woman voicing it. If the story centers on a 25-year-old man, you might want a narrator like that. Now, if you have a novel with multiple POVs and also have a larger budget, you can get multiple narrators like with the popular novel Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Each character was played by a different actor and the experience felt more like a radio play. 
However, listeners and voice actors are also accustomed to one narrator playing multiple parts. You take a sip of beer and ask them what you should do if you're not writing a novel. What if you're writing that women in business book? He says that if you're writing nonfiction, a science journal, a memoir, what have you, you want the narrator to match you, the author. As the audience is listening to your opinions, experiences, or data, they want to feel like they're getting that directly from you. John also tells you to keep in mind any dialects or languages. If you or your character are bilingual, then hire an actor who is also bilingual. Nothing can discredit you or your book faster than if your narrator struggles with the content, either because it's regional, specific, or multilingual. Overall, if you can figure out your categories, you can save a lot of time in the process. You type all this up in the Notes app on your phone. Okay, so figure out the age, sex, and language of your voice actor based on the content itself or you as an author. You look up and ask, so once that's done, what's next? Next, we find potential voices. Here at Queued Up, we've had our fair share of connecting authors to voice talent. In working on dozens of titles each year, we know just how important matching the right actor to a project is. But in order to find a professional voice with experience, where do you look? We've found that the two most comprehensive websites are Voices.com and Voice123.com. These two sites are the largest, aggregating the most diverse talent. Basically, if you need it, they've got it. So we highly suggest looking in these places first. If you're publishing through Audible, they also have their own division of narrators. This option is great if you're just starting out and want to get your services under one roof. If you're looking for something more budget-friendly, you can also check out places like Fiverr. For much lower costs, you can snag a narrator. However, with lower cost, sometimes comes lower quality. Not every single narrator will be professional or have the experience you're looking for in voice talent. If you choose to do this route, we caution you to do your research and be thorough about who you pick. In using these sites, you can browse sample recordings, host auditions, and learn your voice talent. We've included the links in our show notes, so be sure to check them out. With all this in mind, there's another great option we haven't yet touched upon using your own network to find talent. Through sites like LinkedIn, you can connect with voice actors and other professionals. From there, your network can only grow with more talent for future projects as well. While you will still pay a professional price, you won't have to go through a middleman and potentially rack up additional fees. This option does take time, but it can form stronger relationships. You set down your empty beer, the glass clinking against the floor. Now that you know where to look, it's time for you and John to search through the options and find the best voice. But how will I know who to choose at the end of the day? There are a bunch of 30-something-year-old actresses out there, all of them talented. How do I know which is best? John puts his beer down. Listen to their voices. Really listen to them, he says, and you'll know. You'll know which voice is best for you and your book. You have to trust him on this one. I mean, he's never steered you wrong. You look to him and say, let's get to listening. Producing an audiobook can require a lot of time and effort, but with the right people by your side, the process can be easy and stress-free. 
We at Queued Up help our authors find the best voice talent, as well as handle the recording, editing, mastering, and uploading. Our authors don't have to lift a finger. After all, you've already written a whole book. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cover to Cover. Join me every other Monday to hear more about how to get your friends and family listening to your story from cover to cover. For even more free knowledge, join us on Twitter at Queued Up Audio or myself at Izzy's underscore Inc. underscore. So if you're looking for a little extra help in voicing, recording, and mastering your audiobook, be sure to contact us at myaudiobookagency.com.